It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All righty, we are live with Gabrielle Starr of the Locked On Red Sox Podcast. Welcome, fellow cheaters. Uh, we, Red Sox, welcome to the pity party of uh, the former cheating teams. And we have an interesting series coming up. I know the Red Sox were not supposed to be a good team this year. I know you you may think otherwise, but this should be an interesting series. And uh, let's go and get this going right now. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. All right, we are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Astros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can I find you at? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and at Strohs411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Strohs. All right, number one on the Alex Cora fan club, Gabrielle Starr, where can they find you at? Hi, guys. You can find me at GFSTARR1 on Twitter or LO underscore Red Sox or Girl at the Game. All righty. So this is a uh, – if you were to ask the beginning of the season, uh, would this have been a big series? I think a lot of pe- people would have been like, no, probably not, but this is a big matchup. I know our friend Sully of the Locked On MLB podcast, he is a big Red Sox fan. I know that we were kind of joking before the show about the whole cheating scandal and uh, y'all's thing, but I know Paul Francis Sullivan, he is a uh, he's the host of the Locked On MLB, and he's the single best source for the daily baseball talk. You can go subscribe to him wherever you get your podcasts, but he's a big Red Sox fan. I know you are too. So let's go and uh, talk about this. And uh, so Gabrielle, what the heck is going on with the Red Sox this year? I mean, did they eat their Wheaties this year? Or what's, what's the difference <laughs> between this year and last year? The difference plainly put is that they have actual starting pitchers. Last year, it was pretty much Nathan Evaldi and Martin Perez holding it down for everybody. And then Evaldi got hurt. He couldn't even pitch an entire 60 game season. This year, we actually have a starting rotation. We have guys who regularly go at least five innings every single week, every single night. And they're effective. It's not even that they're just like out there throwing, you know, random balls in random directions. Like they're actually throwing effectively. Um, it's more than I could have dreamed of. It's absolutely amazing. And, um, very pleasantly surprising. Not sure how long it's going to last, but I'm enjoying it for now. Well, you know, here's the thing. I remember at the beginning of the season when we did our locked on predictions and your bold prediction <laughs> was like the Red Sox are going to be really good. And you you said it almost in a sarcastic tone, like you weren't really buying it yourself. Oh, no, I was and, being serious. I was oh, 100% you were. serious. Oh, yeah. oh, I thought you were kidding. No. I'm sorry. Okay, I see. I, I misread that. Okay. I was like, oh, she really, I was like, I'm, I'm like, poor thing. She thinks they're going to be good. And <laughs> and you were actually right. Um, You know, and of course, I think that, I think the running joke in the background is, well, you know, Cora's back. So all of a sudden the Red Sox are good again. Uh, you know, two plus two is four. And, and you know, the bottom line is um, your team is performing the way that we thought our team was going to perform. We thought our pitchers were going to come out. Frimber Valdez was going to light the world on fire. Lance McCullers was finally a year removed from his Tom John and all, all this stuff. And we had the exact opposite. 
where we've had starters not go the distance. Our bull has been an absolute fire and things just have not worked for us very well. I mean, I think it's kind of crazy. You know, people don't seem to remember that, you know, any year, like literally anything can happen. 2018, yes, you know, there was some form of cheating going on, but that had nothing to do with the fact that the Red Sox starting rotation was healthy for almost the entire season to the point where Cora was having a hard time finding enough work for his bullpen. Like he was struggling to get Kimbrell enough outings because you had David Price pitching a complete game. You had Chris Sale striking out, you know, 15 batters every single game. So yeah, 2018, like you want to talk about sign stealing. You and I, we've had this, we've had this conversation before, but you can't cheat your way to having healthy pitchers. I mean, I guess steroids, technically you could, but I, I mean, that's just a look at Chris Sale. The guy is so skinny, the needle would go right through him. Like, that's not the case. Um, the, any year, you can have, like, what looks like on paper the most brilliantly constructed team, and everything can go wrong. You can have a team on paper, like the 2013 Red Sox is, is a perfect example of this. You can have the most random assortment of free agent signings available and David Ortiz, and you can win the World Series. Anything can happen. It's why we love baseball, you know, for better or for worse. Looking at the the pitching war for the the Red Sox this year, they have the fourth best war at eight. The Astros <laughs> war is two point five. Uh, so so it's it's just crazy <laughs> the difference. And I know you, the Red Sox uh, they they got rained out today, I believe, but they have thirty two wins already. The Astros are sitting at what twenty seven or. Uh, they got their 28th win today, right? Yes. So, yeah. um, so I don't think this is updated, but there's definitely a difference between the uh, the pitching staffs. Um, uh, the bullpen, how is the Red Sox bullpen? Because I know the Astros bullpen is dead, and uh, not dead last. The I guess the Giants have the worst bullpen in uh, baseball, but I know the Astros are pretty down. Uh. You know, the Red Sox bullpen is usually the thing that gives me the most anxiety. Um, but I gotta give them credit. They have been, I mean, Matt Barnes is our closer. He was AL reliever of the month in April. Uh, Adam Ottavino, he's been a little bit stressful, but in yesterday's game, he loaded the bases just to end the inning on a strikeout. And I think the Red Sox had something like 14 combined strikeouts yesterday of the Marlins on the way to their second win in that series. Overall, our bullpen could be a lot better, um, but it could also be a lot worse. So I'm trying to stay positive and just appreciate the fact that, yes, we do have 32 wins. Um, we're currently in second place in the division because had some struggles last week and our division is really close. But I'm, I'm just trying to appreciate like the fact that I've been able to watch late close games without feeling like my heart's going to explode out of my chest. And that's a really welcome change for me. See, we watch late games where we have eight <laughs> run leads and go, well, you know what? The other team still has four, four. Oh, no, we've done that. Us. We've done that. We literally did that against the Orioles with, um, I think it was Matt Andres. We were up nine to one going into something like the seventh inning and it became nine to seven. <laughs> We'll and see. I was like, what is happening? Right. It was awful. Well, I was like, this well, is why I'm never, I'm never, uh, you know, I'm never 100%. Until the final out, I'm I'm not. 
anything can happen. Yeah, someone asked on uh, Astros Twitter, like, how many runs do you have to be up for us to feel comfortable? And I was like, one billion to one or zero. Yeah. I mean, it and it stinks because a starter can put a solid outing. We could put six, seven, eight runs up, and you're like, we got this in the bag. We're up seven to one. No, we lose t- eleven to seven in the twelfth inning to the Padres, and we don't walk Tatis Jr. Um, you know, start walking the guy next time we face him. If he's not O for O with four walks, I don't know. I think I might pull my hair out. I guess you got to compete. And someone did say, if you got your best in Presley and you got your best in Tatis, you want your best to face the best. I get that, but good Lord, that was not so fun to watch, but his talent is definitely, um, you have to recognize it as one of the best young players, you know, your division. I'm gonna, I want to ask you this about your division. You know, Tampa jumped up there. The Yankees have a lot of injuries. I don't really see the Yankees getting to y'all very quickly because they've got so much going on. Um, they just got swept by the Detroit Tigers. Mm-hmm. Um, Robbie Grossman, former Astro walked off against them. A guy that a lot of people in Houston said would never be a major league player. Um, AJ Hinch is pissing off some New York Yankees fans and you guys got him at the end of the week. Um, how do you think you guys will do against the Astros this week in the four game set? You know, even when your team is struggling, you still make me nervous because I was at game four of the 2017 ALDS. I flew home on the red eye from Los Angeles to sit in the ballpark. It was my first postseason game ever. Rafael Devers hit that inside the park home run. I sat there in the rain in one of those overpriced plastic ponchos that they sell at ballparks that don't have roofs. And I watched my team lose. And then I watched you guys play in the world series in LA when I went back home. So I, I, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for a series win, but I doubt it's going to be a sweep. Um, Our teams always kind of just seem to butt heads. And of course there's, going to be a lot of cheating talk and trash cans and Cora and blah, 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 um, which I'm a little bit kind of, I think it's a little bit overplayed at this point, but the Sox have a really hard stretch coming up of something like 10 games in the next 10 days. They had two days off last week, but then they also are now going to have to play on Monday against the Marlins June 7th rescheduled because they couldn't play today. Um, because for some reason on Memorial Day weekend in Massachusetts, it's 45 degrees and pouring for two days straight. And we, again, don't have a roof. So they're going to be tired. It's going to be a long series and a long, you know, trip. And, you know, it's the Yankees this weekend, too. And, you know, you, you always want to just destroy the crap out of those guys. Uh, All righty. So uh, <laughs> speaking of destroying the crap out of um, some guys, uh, what about sports trade, Brett? Well, sports trade, here's the thing. If you want to destroy your friends in fantasy sports, you need to get over to sports trade because it's where sport it's it's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. And their platform allows you to buy and sell shares of your favorite players, just like real stocks. Like if you had Tatis Jr., if you had Kyle Tucker today, if you have Devers, I mean, whoever you have um, for you in sports trade, if their value is high, it's going to be major dividends for you. So making money with sports trade is simple um, by two factors. One is their statistical performance in each game as compared to the projected fantasy points in that game. The second one is good old supply and demand, baby. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's all about who's going for what value. So you go and you grab a penny stock and a rookie that has upside or a 
surefire veteran and you see how those guys perform for you because your portfolio can grow daily. So simply go to sportstrade.com and watch the How It Works video and then sign up to get started. Sign up today on sportstrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new way that we have in sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. You'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in the game at sportstrade.com. Um, hey, Gabrielle, I, I don't know if you enjoy that locker room experience, but uh, tell everybody a little bit about locker room. So I love locker room for a couple reasons. For starters, it's the first social audio platform that's made for sports fans specifically. There are other audio platforms that, you know, it's kind of hard to find the topics that you want to listen to because there's just so much going on. But if you're a sports fan, you can find your team, you can find your favorite league, you can find, there's even like a women in sports group. So you can, you know, chat with fellow women in sports. The app is free to download. And one of my favorite things about it though, is that they have a code of conduct. Like it's a no hate, no bullying platform. So it's just for people who want to purely talk about sports and how much they love sports or how much sports make them miserable. Um, So you can join in on the conversation with like us locked on hosts and other industry professionals. Um, You can start your own conversations. If there isn't one that you want to join, you can start your own. Um, And right now you can download the locker room app for free. It's currently available on all iOS devices, create a profile, link your Twitter, join the MLB group, find us and uh, you know, check it out. It's the best. Uh, yes, and uh, we normally do it uh, since we do YouTube for every show. We typically do that YouTube, uh, the uh, locker room now on Friday or Saturdays, just to kind of interact with y'all uh, on the weekends, just uh, so y'all get a chance to get more lock, locked on Astros. So a lot of people are talking about uh, Jose Arquiti. Yes, let's. Uh, he will be on the mound versus the Red Sox, and that'll be a welcome sight. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the matchups. So in Game One, it's going to be. Um, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez versus Jose Arquiti. Uh, what can you tell us about Eduardo Rodriguez? You know, he's been struggling a little bit lately over um, his last couple starts. He's just like scuffled a little bit. He's giving up too many runs. Um, you know, right now, like he's he's been in nine games so far this season. Today was supposed to be his game, but he's going to pitch tomorrow against you guys instead. Honestly, it could go either way at this point because he's had games where like he hasn't walked a single batter and he's been absolutely lights out. And then he's had games where he's given up like, you know, four runs Um, in his last two weeks of pitching. He has a nine ERA. Mm. Um, Overall though, right now he has a five Oh six ERA, but that, you know, (sighs) It's just it just kind of seems like he after missing all of last season with myocarditis and covid he just his velocity was lower to start the season um he just it just kind of seems like he hasn't found his groove yet and there was a stretch where it really felt like he had and then he kind of like dipped back down um the rangers series actually speaking of texas was kind of like a really rough series for the red sox cumulatively and he was included in that struggle Um, but you know, at the end of the day, he's still like that guy that is supposed to be like our future ace, you know, heir to the throne of, um, Boston Red Sox pitching, but he's coming off of kind of a rough stretch and it's anybody's guess if he's going to, if this is going to be like the game that he turns it around because he got an extra day of rest or if this kind of continues his like downward spiral. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I mean, that for us means is just like, um, 
like you know one of our fans johnny munoz said uh that means he's gonna pitch really well against us you know what's funny <laughs> is this weekend this last week we faced three former cy young pitchers the astros were two and one against those three cy young pitchers and so who would have thunk that those were the three games we would have a two and one record you know we've got jose arquiti coming back and i hope he continues this trend of pitchers returning from the injured list and performing well because like like um, Grinky did today, he's got to save this bullpen. They've got to give this bullpen some rest. It's a day game tomorrow. Urquidy's returning. Um, he's basically three and zero in um, basically in his last four starts. He's three and zero with the one point five two ERA. He's been pitching really well. Um, he's only allowed four runs, four earned runs, and fifteen hits in twenty two and two thirds innings. He's been a bulldog. He has one of those guys that we were excited to see to get more work this year. Um, he is a Mexican-born pitcher. He's a great guy. Um, I think this could go in our favor, but the way this has gone, yeah, that's that's Alex Bregman saying yes. Um, the way this has gone, you know, like you said, this is baseball, and that's why you show up to play every day because you don't know how it's going to go. You're like, oh, we got Edward Rodriguez on the mound. Oh, he's 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 gonna we're gonna crush him. And then he comes out and has a stellar game. You see uh, Alex Bregman stats, uh, two homers, three RBIs, uh, batting 429. Jose Altuve is batting 500 versus him. uh, Carlos Cray is batting 600. So that's why I brought out my Bregman. (laughs) You know, I have a funny Alex Bregman story. Um, Go ahead. The ALCS, 2018 ALCS, I flew home from LA. um, And I was a guest of somebody at the Red Sox where I had really, really, really good seats. I was sitting right next to the visiting dugout with literally my arm on the railing, like the ledge that separates the dugout steps from the seats. I was (laughs) sitting like right behind, I think behind your, um, some of your officials and uh, Alex Bregman struck out a bunch of times in that game. And every time he would walk down the steps, he would wink at me and I was like wearing a Red Sox sweatshirt and a Red Sox cap and a Red Sox jacket. And it was just like the weirdest, weirdest. That's funny. (laughs) Um, But you know what? Like of all the guys, you know, I'm Jewish. He's Jewish. I'm sure my parents would love that. Um, But you know, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas uh, LR asked about Lance McCullers. Uh, All we know about Lance McCullers is he did throw today. So there's no update on his status. Uh, So hopefully it's nothing. Um, nothing's um, serious on him. And um, Omar says Bregman's a player. So um, he well, is you know, he's married now to his credit. So yeah. And um, I've been with my boyfriend for two years, but at the time when I was single and two years younger, it was very, it was just so funny. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> so, so were you, so were you, I mean, were you kind of like, Oh, Hey, what's up Bregman? Or were you just like, no, like whatever? I was like, I, I think I even tweeted something about how, um, <laughs> yeah, your friend Johnny Munoz, like, so he struck out with you as well. I just thought it was so weird. Cause it's like, you know, it's Red Sox Astros. Like the last postseason didn't go well. And I'm literally decked out in like, I'm like on friends when Joey w- puts on all of Chandler's clothes and he's like, I'm Chandler. Could I be wearing any more clothes? That was me. But with Red Sox, I was like, I'm literally like my t-shirt under my sweatshirt that you couldn't even see. Cause it was so cold was a Red Sox t-shirt. Like I was literally in like four layers of Red Sox with a Red Sox cap. And I just, 
I, I was like, is it like an enemy thing? <laughs> like, is it just that you're a player? <laughs> like, that's funny. Here? It, it just sounds like uh, he's probably maybe he's just needed a built bar or something. So, Brett, tell us a little bit about built bar. You know, built bar, they're a wonderful thing, whether you're striking out with the fans in the stands or you are low on energy after a workout, you need to grab a built bar because it is the best tasting protein bar in the business. And let me tell you, Asia Wheelhouse here. We have tried a million different kinds of protein bars. They're most of them are chalky. They're full of sugar. Uh, it's like you're eating a third meal with it, and you don't want to feel like that. It's basically low carbs. It's high protein, low calories, low in sugar, and they've got great flavors like coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, mint chocolate chip. They've got double chocolate, salted caramel. You name it, they have it. All kinds of flavors that are delicious, and they're always coming out with these flash flavors, these flash sales, and Built Bar is not the only thing they have. They have other products, so go to BuiltBar.com. I promise you, they've got a kingdom of stuff, and you won't want to miss out on that because if you go right now to my fridge, you open the door, you you will see it full of built bar and there's a supplemental bag that holds the other built bars that won't fit in the fridge. We have them all over the place. So right now you, our listeners can, whether you're locked on Astros or locked on Red Sox can get 15% off with the code locked 15. That's L O C K E D one five. When you check out um, and you'll get 15% off at your order built bar, builtbar.com. The station wheelhouse tell them we sent you. All right, so Ross says that was a solid Friends reference there, uh, Gabby. So uh, congrats there. So, um, our and, Ross from Walked On Saints. Yes, is so my I'll spiciest. Go. It was my spiciest Friends reference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little, so, little inside joke with my guy Ross right there. Speaking of a uh, not my friend, uh, Garrett Richards is not my friend. I remember him from uh, when he was with the Angels. He really mm -hmm. dominated the Astros. And if you look at the stats, it really shows it because the, the numbers aren't really good. Um, how has Garrett Richards been doing this year for the Red Sox? You know, honestly, he is to make another TV reference that scene in the office when the, Michael Scott walks in, he's like how the turntables turn because he doesn't like remember how the actual saying right. goes. The first like three games that Garrett Richards was here, I was like, I cannot believe we're paying this man $10 million. And then he became like amazing. And I was like, I can't believe we're only paying Garrett Richards $10 million. Garrett Richards, like a lot of the Red Sox over the last couple of years, has just been an absolutely absolute roller coaster ride. Um, but he has become a really solid addition to this rotation. Um, in his last start, he went five and two thirds. He kind of scuffled a little bit. He gave up three earned runs, but there have been games like he, I believe was the starting pitcher in the one to nothing victory against the Mets, which I believe was the Jacob deGrom game. Um, and that one run was scored off of Jacob deGrom, which is like, you kind of want to give yourselves a World Series trophy for even getting a run off of Jacob DeGrom. Right. That was the first one to nothing win the Red Sox had had in over two years. Yeah. So uh, I know there's a lot of history there. I know Luis Garcia has never faced the Red Sox because he came up last year. And of course, we're doing whole uh, face the West last year. So this is the first time the Red Sox have actually seen him. I know Garcia has. Um, He's 3-0 uh, in his last uh, – after not getting a win in his first X amount of starts, he's 3-0 with a 1.69 ERA in his last three starts, and uh, the Astros have won those three games, of course. And Garrett Richards is 4-1 and uh, 
um, in his past six starts. So um, he's been doing pretty good. So um, this should be a good matchup. So uh, in the first two games, uh, if you would say the Astro, the Red Sox would lose which one? One of those games, which one would you think they would lose? Oh, man. Honestly, if I had to bet, I mean, I think it would either. I think it might be maybe Nick Pavetta. Um, he kind of struggled in his last start. Um, he's been really, really good for us. Um so obviously I don't want to like curse him by, you know, we believe in curses here. Um, I I want to kind of not speak it. In, I don't want to manifest this. He went six innings, but um, he gave up four earned runs on seven hits and he right. walked two batters. He had nine like, strikes. So it's out. not like it, yeah, you know, it's not like it was, you know, the end of the world, but um, it wasn't, it wasn't ideal for sure. Um, so I think, you know, either like he's kind of going into like a teeny bit of a mini slump and that was like the beginning, like the precursor game. And this is going to be like part two. Um, but honestly, I mean, the thing is that each of these guys has kind of gone up and down a little bit. And at the end of the day, the prevailing thing is that, you know, we have a really powerful offense. So, you know, usually even when he, goes and gives up four earned runs on seven hits they won that game right because we have one of the best lineups in baseball um and you know like it's just the kind of the strategy is you know stand out there for six innings do the best you can and hopefully the offense will give you you know 35 runs of support and that's one of the main reasons that we have 32 wins i mean yes like we actually have human beings in our starting rotation who aren't minor leaguers but it's primarily that, you know, we can still put up 14 runs in a game. Um, so. I think you're, yeah. oh, sorry. There. Oh, you unmuted me. Okay. You were, <laughs> I was unmuting me at the same. Anyways, Did you mute him? So this is a series where we have two shortstops going against each other. Carlos Correa and Xander Bogart. Xander Bogart's. Um, signed, I believe, what was like a six-year, $120 million type dollar um, deal with the Red Sox. And, you know, Carlos Correa was offered that in the offseason. He turned it down. He was offended by it. You know, when Francisco Lindor signed his deal, you know, Carlos Correa is like, you know, I want that kind of money, you know, and I'm sure he's thinking, I heard people even say it, well, he's better than Xander Bogarts. But Xander Bogarts is actually – having a really good year and and Sander Bogarts has been a very good major league baseball player but has he is he putting himself in the top tier of shortstops this year with how he's performing I don't know oh yeah are you kidding Xander Bogarts is the most underrated player in major league baseball he's the most underrated shortstop in baseball um I literally say this every single day. I feel like when he, you know, either does something amazing defensively or he just, you know, hits another home run. I just feel like no one ever talks about him. I feel like he's so steady that people are just like, oh, yeah, Xander's going to Xander. Um, so we don't really need to worry about him because he's solid. But we also don't need to boast about him because he's so amazing. But Xander Bogarts regularly, like, leads – American league shortstops in like almost every category. I mean, the guy is insane. I'll see if I can find the tweet from the Red Sox, like statistician about, um, you know, he was leading like every shortstop in, you know, a bunch of different categories, but to put it 
plainly, um, Xander Bogarts is like the unofficial captain of this team. And he makes everyone else on this team better. He's also phenomenal himself. Um, but he also mentors like guys like Devers. Devers is literally like his brother and Cora is basically their dad. And you see this relationship where like they've turned Devers into the guy who was an MVP candidate in 2019. And a lot of that is due to the fact that Xander and Devers have been working so closely together. Xander Bogarts is quite literally one of the greatest players that we have had in franchise history. And he is only 28 years old and he's already won two world series. Wow. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, so Lou and Clark uh, cables wants to know how E rods doing. I know he was having some heart issues. I think it was last season or was it this season? Mm-hmm. So last spring, um, Eduardo Rodriguez had COVID-19 and he had it like really bad. And when he came back, so he missed uh, a large chunk of, well, what would have been spring training and, you know, the summer, but um, he came back in the summer before the season started and he was throwing a little bit and uh, he just looked off. Um, They had him checked out. Turns out he had viral myocarditis, which is an inflammation of heart muscles. And I'm not a cardiologist, obviously, but um, because I, have been covering the Red Sox for a long time. Obviously, all of a sudden, like everyone in Red Sox in Boston media was like reading up on myocarditis. And if it's left undiagnosed, you can die from it. Um, So he was immediately shelved for the season and he had a really, really slow um, return. You know, he had to recover from it for a really long time. And in the fall, you know, when the season was wrapping up, he was just getting cleared to start walking slowly on a treadmill. Like that's how carefully and slowly his return came. And he was supposed to be our opening day starter. He had a dead arm, like a little bit of, you know, just like kind of, he, they just were like, he's not ready to start an opening day. So he started the following week. Um, But it was really scary. And, um, you know, he, he could have died. Um, you know, if he, if they hadn't been like so cautious with him and had him checked out, you know, he could have been throwing and he could have just, God forbid, like something really bad could have happened. Um, so God willing, he's healthy now. And it's just a problem of giving up too many runs and, uh, nothing, nothing else, um, more serious, but we're just, I feel like every time Erod's on the mound, I'm just grateful, like that he's just here because he was such a huge part of the 2019 season, the 2018 season. And he's just such a special guy on this team. Um, And it just didn't feel like 2020, like we already knew the team wasn't going to be good, but like not having Erod there because he, uh, and for such a serious reason, like, you know, it didn't, it wasn't even so much like, Oh, he's not here to pitch. It's he's not here because he's trying to like recover from something that could kill him. Um, and so having him back, like, I think everyone in Boston's just like, I don't even really care like how badly you pitch. Like, I'm just glad that you're here. No, yeah. That just, you know, that, that puts things in a perspective. I mean, real life is, you know, where it's at. Um, and Eric, if I could, I know that, that we, we both lost two big players, um, in the last year or two that were big heart and soul of our team. And we lost Springer, you guys lost bets. And you would think losing a player like Betts that would really take the team down a notch because he was, you know, that guy. He was, you know, everybody was like Mookie Betts this and Mookie Betts. And now he's with the Dodgers. Um, it 
seems like your team's picked well. I don't think our team has been as negatively impacted by it um, this year as I thought they would be. I think the offense has done really well. I mean, we 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 are jockeying for first place with y'all in batting average um, overall in like team batting. Um, but for Boston, was that huge to lose him? Um, in a lot of ways it was obviously, I mean, he's one of the best all around players in baseball, an amazing philanthropist, really a team leader, homegrown player. Um, we don't get a lot of those in Boston. They're more, I mean, right now going into this new high and bloom era, obviously the plan is to be more of a homegrown player team franchise, but Mookie Betts was a rarity because like he wasn't, he was one of the few, you know, standout guys that we had. And, um, you know, it was hard because there were so many different stories of like, oh, he doesn't want to stay. He does want to stay. Um, watching him win a ring immediately with another team also was not easy. Obviously, you're happy for him, but like you're sitting at home and your team was terrible all season and you are you can't even go to your ballpark, even though I, I will say like it would have been really painful to watch the 2020 Red Sox at Fenway because they were so bad. It's like you know, you, nobody wants to sit there for four hours to just watch them get their butts handed to them at home. But, um, you know, all of it compounded. It's like, it's hard to watch. Obviously, I think most Red Sox fans were thrilled for Mookie. I was thrilled for him. I Like, you know, people came into my mentions being like, oh, suck it. Like, you know, Mookie won with the Dodgers. I'm like, I want success for him. I'm thrilled for him. Like, I'm happy that he's thriving. This is like, you know, he deserves it. He's a really hardworking guy. He is just a great, athlete and a great person like I have no hard feelings towards him I'm thrilled I think most most Red Sox fans and I'm not going to say all because I've seen definitely some very not classy Red Sox fans be like you know f him like we don't want him here like you know he didn't deserve it it's not a real championship because it was only 60 games like there are salty people in every fan base the majority of Red Sox fans I think when the Dodgers do inevitably return to Fenway at some point during the next like 12 years of his contract, we'll give him the standing ovation that he deserves. And we will be happy to see him succeeding as long as it's not against us in the world series. Cause that would really hurt. <laughs> yes. Um, so let's, uh, I know we're way over time, but just real quickly, uh, let's make prediction four game series. How many wins do you think the Red Sox are getting? I think it's a series split. I think it's a split. I think you guys have a fire offense. I think we do too. I think the pitching is the biggest question mark for both teams. I did know, I did look up though. I did see our stats guy for the Red Sox. Most extra base hits in the American League between 2018 and 2021 JD Martinez, Xander Bogarts, Jose Ramirez, Alex Bregman, Rafael Devers. So we got some powerhouses on both sides right. coming into this series. Um, I think it's going to either be a total slugfest or for some reason, both offenses are just going to go completely to sleep. And, you know, you're going to see two pitchers duels that you did not expect. And the Red Sox also facing the Astros at the right time when Michael Brantley hit the IL uh, Alvarez and Guriel are still um, not really available right now. So yeah, if, if the Astros are able to split the series, I'll take that Brett. So I think the Astros sweep in four. Our relief pitchers <laughs> give up zero runs, and we hit 15 home runs it's in the first bad, two games. Though. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. No, okay. 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 I'm, I'm sorry. Right, we meant realistic oh, predictions. Okay. <laughs> Not like in an ideal world, the Red Sox I know. The world every once in a while, I fanboy. I know. Well, I, I do this on Twitter, and I get score. I get, I'm, I'm like, you know, 
earth on fire. So, okay, seriously, um, I was actually going to go with the series split as well. Um, and for right now, the way that our bullpen's performing, I, I think the fans in Houston would welcome a series split. What I don't want to see is giving up a lot of late inning runs for a pitcher to go in and give up one run or two runs, and then for the bullpen just to just just crap the bed. It, it, that's that's demoralizing for the team. And so I think it's going to be a fun series. I say series split two games to two. I think the Astros win tomorrow because we're going. Um, and then the I think it's Astros, Red Sox, Astros, Red Sox, and we escape with a split. What do you think, Eric? Uh, yeah, I think it's be split. I mean, I, does that mean I don't think they could sweep? I think both teams can sweep. Uh, sweep. I think both teams are talented. It's just a, ma- a matter of the bullpen. So um, I know I said that. Um, I mean, the Red Sox. I, uh, Gabby and I were talking pre-show about the bullpens. The Astros bullpen is atrocious. The weakness of, that the Red Sox may have is the bullpen, but it, it's still way. We have no way bridge. Better. We have yes. no bridge from our starter to our Matt Barnes. That's our current issue. Yeah. We have no yeah, but they have the fourth best bullpen in baseball. So don't say that they have a blow bullpen. That's our that's our, yeah, that's our bullpen. Yeah, that's so. why we're literally drinking. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's all we got for this edition of the Locked On Astros podcast. Gabrielle, thank you for joining us, and you're Thanks welcome. Thanks for having anytime. me, guys. And uh, next time we do a series, we'll uh, I think we play what next week again. So you're uh, we really? Uh, it's soon again. I think right. Yeah, it's it's soon coming up. Uh, we'll have you back on. But anyway, uh, thank I you for it. joining. And uh, guys, uh, get all the news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you with all the latest uh, news with the help of the local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And we'll be back tomorrow with the Locked On Astros podcast and the Locked On Red Sox podcast if you like that team. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.